this is Paulo Barroso from Solid Sports. This is Solid Sports by Solid People, the podcast that will bring experience and stories of real people involved in the sports. They will share not only glory, but the life challenges like you and me or any other human being faces. Today's episode is going to be a little bit about me, my history with sports, and how did I get to the point I got. Since I was a little kid, I was very passionate with sports. So I was always staring at the TV, watching soccer, Olympics. I was always like very uh, attracted to sports. And by the age of five year old, uh, because of asthma problems, my mom uh, took me to the doctor and the doctor said straight away, you should put him in swimming. So this this when it started, I always loved to be in the pool, be playing in the pool, but I always hated the training and the, <laughs> the swimming, mainly with like the age of eight and nine. I used to, uh, I used to thought that I, I, I would become a soccer player or even a basketball player, and I was in, in the water. But this is a funny story because in the end of the day, I became a swim coach, I became a swimmer, and I got involved with swimming for more than 25 years now. So when you got to the point... Uh, was I was like in a, a little bit on the boundary as any other teenager, like 16 to 17 year old. Of course, I was training, training hard, uh, training twice a day and six days a week, like any other swimmer, like around 10,000, 12,000 K that day. Uh, I start to feel like, hey, I need a life. And with all the kids, the girls at school, friends calling me out to have fun, have a beer. So then I start to see if all the, the commitment would be paid off instead of like uh, giving up what I would say the body life. So at that point, I started to try to to have like a, a athlete life training and at the same time trying to enjoy my weekends. What was hard because normally on Monday I was smashed, <laughs> but uh, that that was like uh, I had like uh, one situation that was like really interesting. Uh, when I was 15 to 16 year old, I received a um, in Brazil was common at the time like some talent seekers from USA to drop down. So I just received the invitation to apply for a scholarship in USA to swim. And this was like only for six six months or one year. Or at the time, like I remember my parents, I couldn't afford that. That that's why I, I didn't go. But I really really think that did this this dumped me down a little bit psychologically with the the focus with swimming. So then with 16 17 year old like the the, the training was not my priority. I was training. Uh, I was training because I, I always liked the the training feeling and the the sensation of smashing myself and and achieving the goals. But at the same time I was like more worried of getting. <laughs> like girlfriends and yeah, having fun with my mates. In the end of the the 17 to 18 year old, I decided I hey, hey, I cannot I cannot cope that with that anymore. So some some sports psychologists can understand what I'm gonna say because uh, all all uh, all of us that are involved with like uh, health health profession and sports related health profession are you gonna understand about burnout so at the time i started doing like uh, uh some some counseling with a therapist and it was very good for me and i remember that i just decided that okay so i don't want to see the pool anymore i cannot i cannot i cannot stand at the pool uh being inside that environment anymore all the ego all the other athletes and everything was like running through the, the the divorce process for my my parents and i start to be like ah so i said to everybody ah, you're never gonna see me again in the pool 
this was the last time. Uh, then I start to try to find a job and start doing like a kind of a, uh, delivering kind of a merchandising on the streets and at the same time like in a hot dog tent trying to make some money. In the end of the day, uh, around like 18 to 19 year old, I received the invitation of a friend that saying, hey, we just starting a new swim school. You're a good swimmer. Would you like to help us? I say, yeah, of course. At the same time, uh, coach asked me, like, can you help me? Because I, I, I need assistant coach. I say, okay, let's go, let's do it. So in one year time, I was already involved with swimming. So this is this is super fun because uh, I, I just said, like, I'm not gonna be in that environment again. And then I start to develop the passion of sharing knowledge. So I just, uh, I just realized that, oh, I can teach someone how to swim. I can take someone that has some kind of trauma or panic of water and try to release down and take another person to have the first experience of water and start to develop the love for water. And same with the kid, little kid, and same with the athletes, like some tips, some corrections that start to like be very natural. I just realized that I have the gift of correction, teaching and coaching. And that's why I start get involved with sports again, not not as an athlete anymore, more on the side of teaching and coaching at the time. And I remember uh, this was around 1994, 1993. It was not necessary for you to have a degree in Brazil to work as a coach or a, a swim instructor. But by the time of, um, I think, 19, uh, 2000, they start to be a little bit more strict with, like, uh, if you're gonna work with sports or fitness or school, well, whatever, you must have the degree in physical education. So my boss at the time, he just came to me and said, hey, Paulo, sorry, but if you want to stay here, you have to do your degree. And I remember at the time, because I didn't have the degree, I have like the, the classes full of kids, about like 20, 25 kids in the class and, and just me with no assistance. And I used to receive 2.50 reais at the time per hour. So it was nothing. I was just doing that because I, I need the job, I would like to do something, and I start to develop the passion of teaching and coaching. After that, I just <laughs> I just went to, to straight to the, the to the uni and again like party, <laughs> a lot of barbecues, uh, beer time with friends and nah not much involved with the science of uh, sports science and um, biochemistry, physiology. I just say, ah, this is not for me. But I still, still going because I need the job. Uh, then I start to, uh, I was invited for another swim school. And at the time I was 19 and I start to be like, uh, the guy invited me to be a coordinator. So coordinator is pretty much a manager that take care of all the, all the other teachers. <laughs> and I was there like with 19 year old, managing people with 30, 35, 40, they used to hate me. But I always did a good job. I was hard worker. I was the first one to get to the pool, the last one to leave. I was always involved with like checking the pool, the chemicals, the chemicals and, and everything. So uh, I got paid off. Um, in 1996, I got the I, I got to meet uh, Luis Rafael, that was my mentor. He was at the time the best swim coach in the country. He was just coming back from Atlanta Olympics in 1996 with four athletes that went to the Atlanta, if I'm not wrong, the Andre Teixeira, Luis Lima, 
Fernando Saez and Sandro Rocha. And I met him and said, hey, I'm planning moving to Rio. Do you have any space for me there? And at the time, he said, nah, I just have like a non-paid training, traineeship. I said, okay, I've got it. I, I just was driven. I said, yeah, I want to do that. I, in my mind, the back of my mind, I knew there would be a high-performance coach. And I said, I just want to be with you and learn with you as much as I can. So then I went there and became like assistant coach on, with the best team in the country. So about my degree, I started my degree in 1994 in Brasilia. I just did the first two years just to be done. And when I went to Rio, I was in the middle of the university, so I have to transfer states to get back to studying. At the same time, I was I was uh, working as assistant coach for Luis Rafael, and that, that where the sparks came up with sports science. Uh, Luis Rafael is a very, very scientific coach, and he was at the time starting to, he, he was at the time doing the, the lactate tests in Brazil that was like something like very pioneer, and he had the, the buffer machine, that's the old one that you used to collect the blood and have to freeze the blood, and then you, you do the, on the following day, you do all the, the, the readings and all the stuff. So I started to get involved with that. So oh, this is super interesting, and start to understand better about the sports physiology intensity and then I start to develop the passion and then the second half of my uni degree in Rio was completely different I was completely like uh, hungry to have information to get the knowledge so I was reading I was chasing and I was all the time asking to the other coaches so when I got to Fluminense in 1996 the end of 1996 1997 uh, the team was like composed for Custodio at the time the best coach for age group around like 8 to, to 11 year old um, there was um, Ney as a big brother, good friend of mine. He was uh, in charge of the 12 to 13-year-old group. And there was like um, Edinho. And there was like six, five or six coaches. And it was very, very specified by age group until you got to the 15 to 16-year-old. So you have like Jacaré and Luis Rafael on the top. And I just remember myself that I'm so blessed to be part of that group because so much knowledge shared but just because of my hungry of <laughs> knowledge and being like a little bit like annoying with the other coaches i got the the nickname that <laughs> that in brazil are more known as uh it's a chatão it's like pretty much like a paulo the boring guy <laughs> because i was always asking and questioning and that that was the thing so it was like very very fruitful years so uh i have like good good i i i have good harvest from from the knowledge and experience and i remember the time i i, I got some hours as a swim some swim instructor at the the club as well uh luis rafael had opened the, the his own private swim school and he invited me to be his coordinator and i did that brilho d'agua in Rio de Janeiro, Tijuca, a really good structure and, and very good. So we developed a very good uh, protocol and, and and it was very effective with the kids and all the, the, the pathways for you to, to come from the land to swim and to the, 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 the 
pre-squad or so. But at the time, 1996, getting back to 1996, I was a swim instructor and that's where I, I met my wife. She was widow with two kids <laughs> and I was like a, just a 21-year-old boy just like living the life. And she was the one that said like, okay, let's go to Rio and say, okay, let's go. I'm, I, 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 I'm with you. So when I, when I realized I was like at the, co- at the, the uni coaching and parenting two kids <laughs> and moving states, um, but I don't regret at all. In 1999, due to the financial crisis, I remember the, the, the Fluminense was a very su- successful club was I, the, the, at the time. Uh, from that team, uh, if I'm not wrong, I think like 10 or 12, 12 of that kids, they became Olympians, swimming Olympians. So it was like a huge experience being involved with them. See all the training, all the preparation, the periodization, all the strength conditioning training, all the monitoring and, and data collected with the like biomechanics and stroke counting and uh, all sort of data uh, we had around like the correlation between heart rate and lactate. At the time, we started to work on the the clearance of lactate like really early before everybody talked about this. Luis Rafael was trying to, to find the best protocol for clearance and... By the year of 1999, the club started to face some financial problems, mainly because of soccer. They used to drain all the money. And I remember um, Luis Rafael was invited for another team. At the same time, uh, they owe me a lot of uh, months without payment. And there is when everything changed again in my life. I have to change cities. But this is another part of the podcast. This podcast was provided by DG Swim School, the best swim school methodology that I have ever seen. Damian Gulliver did a really good job developing the best program to take you and your kid to swim as fast and effective as possible. So then I was having to change cities because I didn't have the job at the club anymore. So I went to Angra dos Reis. It's a city on the, the, the coast of Rio de Janeiro, a little bit down south. They didn't have any team. So that was my first experience, like building up a team from zero. I remember the pool was completely wrecked. So I just said, like, I want to rent the pool. And it was my first lease for swim school. And I have to rebuild the pool and the machinery and everything. So, the the which was for like for from from the village of uh, the the nuclear usine in Brazil, they have all the, the 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 labor guys that used to work there. They have the village they used to live. So, a lot of talented kids, and I started to develop a program that that became, in the future, we became the first branch of Fluminense Football Club, the swim team branch. In another, in, in something, in a place outside of the the, the 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 town, and it was a very successful team. I remember at the time, like my daughter used to swim uh, with me from 11 to 18 year old. She was three time state champion. Uh, had another guy, Whedon, that was he became even national champion, and uh, we have like very success, successful athletes and talented athletes that became like not only champions but record holders and part of them was state team part of the state's team and the national team and that's where all the 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 
entrepreneurship starts. I even adventured myself with uh, sale making for a time and gyms, staying in anger for 10 or 11 years. But then I, I end up getting back to Brazil in 2008 just because I haven't finished my college degree. So I was 30 something and I have to get back to college and finish my degree. And I went to Brazil in 2008, finished my degree in physical education as a bachelor in physical education. And I start to work with a good friend of mine. We used to swim together when I was younger, like uh, Fabio Costa. He was the, the, the head coach in Yacht Club and we decided to lease a pool and develop a program that would be the development swimming program that used to provide like new athletes to the, the Yacht Club team and was a very successful project as well, including like some super high performance athletes like Laube Silva. We have like um, Tomás Alejara and Luan Obino, all of them part of the national team. In the end of the project, we had like Tatiana Lemos, a three times Olympian swimming with us. In the end of the day, in 2010, we end up going to the short course world championship and it was very very good experience but one more time in the end of the day after 20 something years with sports pressure for results and taking care of kids and push fathers uh, all the politics behind the swimming all the ego i get tired of that again and i just burned out and in the end of 2011 i just decide I'm going to quit again and I have to stay away from the pool for a while. Then in 2012, 2013, when all the solid sports idea came up from my son that used to be a skateboarder and has to, he used to have a crew and he said, ah, I'm going to do a crew. And he came up with the name Solid Crew, Solid Skate Crew. I said, this is a good brand to, to work with sports. And then uh, I just, uh, just start my own business that was solid sports uh, coaching and consulting in Brazil in 2012. It was very, very good. I uh, had like very good experience with the with other sports apart from swimming. So in 2013, I was back to helping out swimmers with uh, all the sports science like uh, biomechanics, strength conditioning and periodization. I was back on training again with some athletes at the deck of the pool and some athletes like having like the, the as, as Olympian contenders. I remember we were training like hard for 2016. Uh, none of them got there, but I remember like doing like a like very good program. So with with uh, with Fabio Costa and together with like Felipe Ginato that became a doctor now and uh, we, we used to talk and, and see what was the best for the athletes and at the same time I was invited to do a kind of consulting to the disabled sailing because on the other side on my personal side I'm a sailor I love sailing my wife come from a family of sailors so they bring me into the boat so uh, I started to do like a kind of a consulting for the, the disabled sailing at the time yeah, also, like uh, I always was passionate with motor motorbikes, mainly the speed bike, the road bikes, uh, and a couple of friends that had a, a, um, a store, a bike motorbike store in Brazil. They have like a center moto, center moto bike store in Brazil. They simply came up with the team. They became a <laughs> center moto racing team and. 
we catch up one day and say, hey, I have a team. So I say, oh, no, no kidding. I have a consulting. So in the end of the day, we start developing like a scientific follow-up for all the, all the racers. And one of the riders were like a Portuguese one, like one of the best riders. Uh, I have follow-up, uh, Miguel Praia and Alex Pires and Pedro Lins. Everybody under the command of Henrique Kraus, the magician. <laughs> Um, we had the bad news this recently that one of the team members passed away, Sarayva. Rest in peace. Um, but it was a, such a good experience, like having experience in different sports outside of swimming. Um, even though I was like doing another work with another sports, I was always related to swim. And together with swimming, like I have been coaching for triathletes as well for since 1994, and I have the the, the pleasure of work with some of the good triathletes. So my daughter, I have like helped her out a little bit with the not the whole the whole work, but with the world championship that she got in the age group. In Cozumel, I have the pleasure with work with Tavinho, that's a very good tri triathlete as well that I have been working with. Yeah, super. Was super good experience being related to other sports and apart from from swimming. Um, so this is a little bit of my life. In 2016, I came back. Uh, I I made a decision of changing my life again. So I gave up a lot of job offers I had in like in different countries, uh, to name some: uh, USA, Portugal, Lebanon, just to stay in Australia. And since 2016, I'm here, and I have been working as a sports science strength conditioning coach or a coach. I have, I have worked for Ferry Road Physio, um, doing the sports science and exercise physiology at the clinic, a really good clinic for physiology, for physiotherapy, and anything you need in Australia. At the same time, I was helping the guys in Fight Club training and doing the periodization the scientific follow-up and the strength conditioning programs for the for some athletes mma athletes bjj athletes and i spent the last year working as a swim coach at dg swimming school one of the best methodology of swimming learning learning to swim that i have ever seen uh, but at the time changing shifting again now I'm going to invest a little bit more on solid sports. That's why you're listening to this podcast. From now on, this was the first podcast. I told a little bit of my story. And on the next episodes, I'm going to bring some guests here, some physiologists, athletes, MMA fighters, swimmers, surfers, just for them to share a little bit of their story as well. I think this is good and going to motivate you to keep moving. So this is Solid Sports by Solid People. This was our first episode. This was Solid Sports by Solid People, the podcast that will bring the other side of the sports person. Stay tuned.